And so he had to go through this week, this week that we are now celebrating. We began uh, last Sunday with his triumphant uh, entry into Jerusalem. And we celebrated the fact that uh, uh, he knew that there was danger, but he went on uh, anyway. And we were trying to follow his footsteps for the rest of the week. In fact, uh, on Thursday, uh, we shall meet at the Radcliffe Presbyterian Church uh, and celebrate uh, Monday, Thursday. That's the Thursday in which she was betrayed. That's the Thursday in which he instituted uh, the, the Last Supper, the Last Supper before his death, and the supper we call the uh, the Lord's Supper, because it was the Lord that instituted it. Mm -hmm. And it also called Holy Communion, because it is a time when we come together to commune uh, and to commemorate uh, what took place uh, on that night. Yeah, so, so yeah, this this is, what a night. What a night. Yeah. That's, that's a Thursday night for you. Good morning, good evening, good night. This is Zettler Clay IV, sitting here with Reverend Otis Smith, 52 years as an ordained minister, and we are here at the Master's Voice. As you know, uh, this coming Friday, we will meet uh, at the Hillside Baptist Church in Decatur, Georgia. Uh, and it was there we will talk about uh, the seven last words I know there's a song about he never said a mumbling word, but <laughs> there are seven words in which he uh, spoke uh, from the cross. Now, we won't talk about all of them, and yet I don't know which ones they will talk about, but we will talk about uh, those uh, words that has meant so much to, uh, to us, and it appears to have meant so much to him. Could you give us the seven words? Well... I could, but uh, let me, those I can't remember, let me share with you. <laughs> One was that uh, uh, he saw his mother at the foot of the cross, and he saw a beloved disciple, and he turned his mother over to that disciple. He said, uh, Mother, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. You may also remember that there was a thief, two thieves uh, crucified with him. And one asked him, Lord, uh, remember me. And he said to him, today you shall be with me in paradise. Uh, another one, I might remember about four of them at least, was that uh, uh, it is finished. Hmm. And... You, you know that uh, he is in relationship to his father and he has done everything that his father has asked, his heavenly father has asked him to do. His earthly ministry, he is saying, is finished. I've done everything. And then that was about the last one that I can remember is that uh, into uh, your hands, 
I commend my spirit. And that reminds me of another scripture that says, uh, I've come for the Father and I'm going back to the Father. Now, there are approximately three others that I don't remember. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> gave, you gave enough meat right there, <laughs> okay. sure. And then uh, on Sunday morning, uh, we're asking everyone to meet her, meet us here at Church of the Master. 6.30 in the morning, we shall uh, celebrate uh, the resurrection. And what we hope to do is uh, share uh, what it was like for uh, the women, for instance, uh, who would normally uh, prepare the body for burial on the day that the body dies. They did not have an opportunity to do so because that was what they call Friday or the Good Friday or the Sabbath. And so they were coming on this first day of the week to do that, only to discover that uh, there's, uh, nobody, there's there. nobody there. But the great thing is, though, before they leave the area, they meet Jesus, as they think is the carpenter or the gardener. And women become our first of preachers, really, of the gospel. Mm, they had you. the good news. They went back and told the men what the good news was. He has risen. That's, that's interesting. That, and that's something that, that tends to get lost. Um, women being the first espousers of, of Christ. Um, why? I mean, how, how significant is that? It's very significant if you understand two things. Understand that God is sovereign. And, and it appears that man has always been trying to tell God what God cannot do. Hmm. And we want to overlook what God did. He elevated women to a position of respectability and service beyond what they had ever known uh, before. And it has been man's effort to sort of put women in the place where they have wanted them. Uh, for instance, uh, women could not worship with men. Uh, they couldn't go into the uh, temple in certain places. And so women was, as you see in today's world in the Arab countries, was basically uh, to bring uh, babies into the world and to rear those babies uh, without any uh, education and so forth. Yeah. Sub subservient roles. Yes. And, and we just finished something in this nation. Um, we have never had a woman's president, for instance. Nope. And we have just said to the nation, we won't give you a woman's yeah, president. Yeah. And in the, the church, term. we have been just as guilty. For quite some time, we told God that God could not call women uh, to eldership, could not call women uh, to the pulpit, telling God what God cannot do. But Revelation did not stop with the book of Revelation, and God has revealed his word to us, and he continues uh, to reveal his word to us that there is no respect 
uh, uh, persons. Mm. And Easter is a great time for us to uh, uh, to bring that out. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. So let's just dive into the resurrection. So they go to the tomb. The body isn't there. What does this symbolize on an earthly level in our day-to-day journeys? What does the power of resurrection mean to you? Well, it means to me and and to the world that uh, the day of of fear is over. Uh, there is nothing to fear, almost like what uh, I said, but fear itself. Yes, yeah, so I think that was on Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> but there's nothing to fear. If you go back and read that story, it is that the angel says to the women, have no fear. Uh, and he is not here. And remember how he said to you that uh, three days, uh, after three days, it shall rise again? Well, that has happened, but have no fear. Nothing to fear anymore. That is one of the things that uh, it uh, provides for us, but it also provides hope. Uh, without the resurrection, which is Jesus' greatest miracle, if he had remained in the grave, uh, there would be no need for us uh, to meet on Sunday morning. There'd be nothing to shout about. Hmm. Okay, there would be no no joy. There'd be no peace. Okay, if he had remained in the grave, he would be um, a leader like Mohammed, for instance. We don't have to go all the way to Jerusalem to worship Jesus, because Jesus is not. Uh, in the grave. We don't have to have uh, a crucifix where he's still hanging uh, on the cross. Okay. This Jesus is wherever uh, you are and whatever situation you find yourself in, he's there with you. So it's, to me it kind of brings back home the process of Lent and the journey through the wilderness because and even the death itself, because it's, it's kind of hard to fear anything when you have seen the worst there is to see. When you have gone through these um, these feelings, these moves that the, are the worst that you can see. Like, how can you fear after that? Is that is that what the journey of it is about, to reinforce that point? Well, be careful of the word uh, fear and another word of being afraid. Uh, after you've experienced something, uh, you are no longer, uh, I'm speaking from military experience, they take you through, uh, let's say a gas chamber, uh, they take you through uh, bullets uh, flying over your head and mortar being dropped nearby you, so that uh, you don't fear that. Uh, but uh, you're not afraid. But fear is also uh, a savior. When you, uh, let's say you're driving, and if you were driving, you, you could see someone driving uh, erratically. You are careful because you have some idea what can happen. 
you don't become as reckless because you uh, you are afraid that that person is going to uh, hurt you because of the way he or she uh, is driving. Mm -hmm. So fear itself is good, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. But being afraid uh, is, as a Christian, we are not afraid uh, to, to speak the gospel. We're not afraid to live the life that uh, he has called us to do. We are not afraid uh, uh, to share uh, what we have because it is our understanding that by that God is going to supply, you know, our, our needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you have the resurrection without plunging into the depths? I I think if you're without the resurrection, you can plunge into the depths. Mm -hmm. But with the resurrection, that is the hope. That is the uh, uh, the faith uh, that we have. It's a, if there is no resurrection, then we are men most hopeless. Okay? And that is why we don't fear death. We know that we're going to make a transition. And we can so say we're going to make a transition from this life unto uh, a new life. And we call that uh, a continuation of eternal life. Hmm. You know, of course, the moment that you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you are then uh, transformed with eternal life. It doesn't come at the end of this transition. It comes now. It's here. It's it, here now. We're an extension of it. Yes. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's cool when, when you say that the empty tomb um Turn Jesus from mere body to a symbol to something much more that so that no no matter where you are you can latch on to like that Christ consciousness. It's not you don't have to go to Jerusalem like you said. Yes. It, it can happen where you are. Um, you don't have to go to Mecca, okay? You don't have to go to Jerusalem because Christ has sent us what the gift of the Holy Spirit and understand that. The, the Holy Spirit is a manifestation of Jesus the Christ, as Jesus the Christ is the manifestation of the living God. Uh, it is our belief that it's only one God, that God has, has manifest himself. Now, excuse the expression of me using him <laughs> on earth. <laughs> but God has manifested ourself yes. uh, into three different personalities. And it is as we need this God. Israel needed a God that they could uh, worship. They could put in one place and all of them show up there to worship that God. But uh, Jesus told the woman at the well, they said, uh, one day you don't, will not have to travel to Jerusalem. Okay, that uh, we don't have to go there to worship that God will be wherever you are. And that's what the Holy Spirit uh, is all about. Indeed. I bet you that during the Lenten period, a lot of people probably realized some things about themselves that they either didn't know before or had not paid much attention to before. Um, so you got that kind of self-awareness thing heightened. But after that part, and then I'm speaking in terms of our earthly transformations, everyday mm -hmm. really, um, 
But after that self-awareness part and after this season, we got to realize, too, that it doesn't get, quote-unquote, easier. Like, that journey is it's, it's a day-by-day step to walk with Jesus, to walk with Christ. And even in the resurrection, there, there's still a certain amount of, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say trials, but for lack of a better word, trials are always going to be here. Like, even after this period. So going forward, after the resurrection service, what is the blueprint? What's the attitude that we should walk around with as it relates to Christ? I wish I could ask to you to double down. <laughs> hmm. uh, to double down. Uh, normally during the Lenten season, you discovered something about yourself. Right. Something you could live without. Uh, something that you could give up. Uh, a better way of relating to Jesus. And and you tough it out for 40 days. Well, uh, anytime you are doing better, even on your diet, there is something called temptation that is seeking to, to break you down from that. Mm-hmm. Or to share with you that uh, that is that's not really you that you are what you were prior to making the decision um, yeah. for Jesus Christ. Beat you down. Uh, and if you live through that period, you discover that there is a better way to live. But if you don't double down, uh, you can say, oh, well, I made it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm through with that. Right. I'll wait until next Easter <laughs> to, uh, to make another decision um, about that. Yeah. But there, there's an evil force I call, we call Satan. Some people call it the devil, but I call it the evil spirit that do not want you to, uh, to relate in a, in a professional way or in a loving way to other people. That evil spirit do not want you to have the, uh, the love and respect that you have in your home. That evil spirit would like to break the relationship you have with the community, okay? And some people will yield to that, Mm -hmm. okay? And so it's always there. You, how do you say, I hear that people say when a man um, or a gangster might have a gun, and if he does not have the gun, uh, he will take certain uh, disrespect, but if he has a gun, he will not allow himself to be disrespected. <laughs> How can you, you know? I, I, this is that's what I, the evil spirit which I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember my father uh, giving me a gun. He said, "Keep this right by your as you drive in the car." And every time I had that gun with me, I was emboldened. <laughs> Let somebody come across my way. I was, yeah, I wish somebody would. But when I didn't have my gun, I had to take low. I had to, <laughs> had to take the L's yeah. as they came. <laughs> uh, so this is what um, evil uh, will do for mm. you. It will give you a false sense of security. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, and like, once you do prove, once you do pass a test, I'm giving air quotes here, a test, 
that evil force is going to double down itself to the proportion in which you exercise your godliness. Like so, if you you doubling down, best believe that evil force go come back with more. You know what they got and gonna try to bring you down to back to where you were, or, and even lower. And that's why I, uh, I tell the people after we've had communion on, on first Sunday, I said, and you have to be careful this afternoon because whatever you're feeling now after communion, something, uh, a telephone call, and that happened to me, oh, the, whatever the, the satisfaction or the peace that Holy Communion gave me uh, uh, was gone. And I just added that to the fact that uh, I hadn't had a good Saturday. And I added that to a coming week. And all of that just flooded me, you mm -hmm. know, and said, hey. So how do you bounce back from that kind of onslaught? Remember? Because that happens to all of us. Okay. What you just described happens yeah. to all of us. Uh, remember uh, who you are. Uh, remember uh, that this is just one day, and God has given you that day, and you have already asked for, and especially in the morning prayers, uh, you've asked for your bread for that day, and you've asked for your peace that day, you've asked for your joy that day, and that what will come to you is an old saying that you have used over and over. This too will pass. This is going to pass. And you can uh, rejoice uh, in the moment that God has given you another opportunity. This is a beautiful day. Whether it's raining outside, whether it's storming outside, it's still a beautiful, beautiful day. And, and the the promise of the scripture is, I will be with you. Uh, even uh, as Jesus is being taken up after the resurrection, he says, uh, go, go, and, and the scripture says, into all the world, and to preach the gospel, and teach them everything that I have taught you. And But he ends it with a beautiful expression, and I'm with you. Even until the end, end of the age. Of the age. And so, uh, we Christians, uh, we ought to be bragging about uh, uh, who we are and what God has already done for us. Amen. And if we brag, we can brag because of the resurrection. <laughs> we can, the resurrection is it uh, for us. And we can brag because then we can be... Um, proud of living it. It ain't just words. It's it's bragging through the through the construction of it on a daily basis. Not bragging about what you have done or what you can do. You're bragging about the fact that you have a savior. You have you have a Lord and a Redeemer and that you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior. That's you can be very braggadocious uh, about that. Yes. Indeed. So, y'all, we have to get off of this highway. This has been an excellent conversation, Rev. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to this upcoming weekend and 
And um, y'all stay stay safe, stay prayed up, and we will talk to you soon. God bless. God bless.